This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This, this is It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati with Lindsey Patterson and Mike Santagata. We are back on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati. Thank you so much again for sending your questions. I would say it's not super offensive line heavy. I know we answered a couple questions when it comes to the offensive line, but there are a few others. We'll go ahead and get to that right now. Mr. Nev says, for the average fan, what is the surprising, most pressing need for the Bengals? Um, well, I don't think they really have any holes on the starting roster when you look at it next year. I think there's some spots that still need filled and there might be plans for there, but there might, they might not work. So when I'm thinking about next year in terms of what you could look for, I think DJ Turner is the plan for a If he's not back, I think you're looking tight end is what is just a recycling one year deal every year. So that's going to be a, uh, that's a need for next year. Um, running back is a need for next year. Cause mix is on his last year of his deal. Uh, slot receiver still a need for next year. I, I know we're all excited about Charlie Jones, but that, that is a fourth round pick. And those guys typically are not starters. So you're hoping that hits like if he's a starter, that's already a double. Even if he's not like a good starter, it's like you already hit a double on that. He's a starting level player. Yeah. So I think that could be a need. And that just might be one that we're not thinking of because we're all excited about Charlie Jones. Um, I do think sneaky need would be, I still think they could use a defensive tackle. It doesn't feel like they feel like they could use that, but I think they could because they like to roll three defensive tackles out there when they play, you know, against heavy personnel teams and want to get into their base down stuff, their heavy stuff. They like to be three, four. Um, and then I think the sneaky need would be backup nose tackle. And for next year, nose tackle. Because who is the other nose tackle? Is it just Josh Tupo? <laughs> Which, even as a backup, I'm like, well, you could probably get a better backup than yeah. Tupo at this point. Yeah, he had his day. <laughs> now it's gone a little bit down. But do you have any other guys you're looking at? Uh, when it comes to that question, not really. I mean, I feel like it's it's easy to go into all kinds of different position groups. I think you bring up a really good point with, with Charlie Jones. And I know the excitement's there. I see it on social media where it's, it's Chuck Sizzle. Chuck Sizzle, maybe he's going to be the breakout player. And I just don't think he's going to get enough reps to be the breakout player. I don't think I could put him in that category. His excitement, maybe it's going to be more of a special teams guy. And he'll get a few reps here and there. And yeah, he's more than likely probably going to be 
it's hard to say this too, the Tyler Boyd replacement going into the 2024 season. So we'll see what the offense wants to do as far as his rookie year. Do you put him out there for a few reps or you're like, "Mm, he's more of a special teamer. I just don't see them ever thinking in 2023, let's take Tyler Boyd off the field to put the rookie in. Yeah. Um, They're not going to do that because they're contenders. I think that's the big deal there. One, one that I didn't think of, and I do think this actually fits the bill. Now that I've thought about this enough, the sneaky need for next year is linebacker. Because we all keep assuming Logan Wilson's coming back. And I it could it, look, this could just happen. He just gets re-signed in like tomorrow. August, tomorrow. <laughs> it could happen in July. But if he's not re-signed before the year, let's not just, you know, put the cart before because we did that with Von Bell. Everybody, I think every Bengals okay. analyst, both of us, everybody was like, Oh yeah, Von Bell's probably back. Yeah, <laughs> I think they thought he was back. On. Yeah, yeah. So everybody thinks he he was coming back, and then oh, he's gone. <laughs> Safety is a need. Uh, so I think that could be the real sneaky one, and I, I don't think fans want to hear that because Logan Wilson is very beloved. Uh, but you just look at it and you're like, well, I guess they paid Pratt. So do they want to? That was always the argument on why Pratt was gone is they're not going to pay two linebackers. Well, they paid one. Um, I think Logan Wilson's back, but this is just me making the case for why we might want to look at linebacker as a sneaky need for next year. Yeah, I think Logan Wilson's back too. Um, He's just the perfect player for them to extend. I don't know what it is. It just kind of always felt like as soon as they drafted him, he was going to be a Cincinnati Bengal for quite some time. Definitely in his prime, and he's still really young. uh, Drafted him in the 2020 draft. And it's just crazy what they were able to pick up in that draft. And yes, they were able to get Jermaine Pratt back at a really good deal. I feel like the linebacker market is perfect. I really don't want them to wait until after this season and then try to work something out next year with them or right when the season ends I think that's a little scary personally so I would try to work something out right now but let me ask you this and I know they're two totally different positions would you rather have Logan Wilson or DJ Reader okay Logan Wilson will be 28 ne- uh, next year 2024 DJ Reader because you're probably looking at a pretty long deal for Wilson is my first thought yes be- just because this will be his first this will be his second contract. You're looking at Reader for his third contract. So Reader can really kind of take the, you're not going to get your giant payday because that just happened for him. Yeah. Reader will be 30. I, I, mm, it's about equal. I think I would, I think I would prioritize Reader out of the two. I know. That, oh, okay, you're in the same spot. I thought that was going to be a very big hot take. No, I don't think it's a very a big hot take. And I think that's where your conversations are currently at. I mean, if if they extend Joe, which I, I hate even saying if, I do feel very confident they're going to extend Joe in training camp, if not sooner, if not the day before training camp starts, which is crazy to think about because it's less than two weeks away. But I think then you think of the T. Higgins and what's going to happen with T. Higgins. If you don't get something done with T. Higgins before the season starts, it feels like a franchise tag. I, I think you you can't let him go. You can't let him go after this year. That is, I feel like that would be a very bad decision. And I know you have to pay Jamar Chase and other guys on this team, but that would be terrible. Don't do that. Uh, so outside of that, you look at the other guys who are up for an extension. I think you, if you can't get something done with Logan Wilson, I think you just let it play out and you say, all right, DJ Reader. 
we have we have some money bags available. They were going to go to Logan Wilson, but you know what? We're thinking let's do a three year deal with DJ Reader. Yeah, three year deal or a four fake four year where it's like four years, but really you got like the easy out in the fourth year. Um, I'm going to real quickly look at the linebacker market because okay. I think it's good and bad. Because we're looking at if he plays in the Jermaine Pratt, David Long type waters, I think Logan Wilson's back. Like, there's no way they don't pay him that. But let's not forget Roquan Smith just got paid $20 million a year. Yeah. And Tremaine Edmonds just got paid $18 million a year. So that's where you're looking at. If he's looking at, like, well, I'm as good as Tremaine Edmonds, which I think he is. <laughs> Does he go... Give me 18, give me 19 million a year. I'm better than that guy. Then you're kind of looking at it like, well, him for 19 or reader for 18. Neither one is really a premium, premium position. And with the linebacker market being so split right now, where the top of the top is getting, they're being paid. But everybody who's just underneath that, like the good players, the Jermaine Pratt's, the David Long's uh, who went to Miami, uh, I mean, I think Aziz Al-Shair got a great deal f- for the Titans, not for him. <laughs> it's like, these guys should be making more money. And do you just kind of grab one of them? Uh, that could also depend. This is all going out the window when Logan Wilson signs in a week. Can, yeah. but, but, but before this podcast comes out. <laughs> I mean, if, if right he as does that, then we'll do one on Joe Burrow on, on Thursday, on the next one. We'll, we'll, we're here for but, but do you just grab one of those guys? Do you just go like, Wilson's better than this guy we're going to bring in, but he's making $10 million less a year or yeah, a year. It's exactly what I keep thinking on. It's just like, we keep assuming Wilson's back. And I, and I think it's what, like 70% chance that he's a Bengal next year. I think they're going to sign him, but that 30% is not zero. It was just like Von Bell where we just assumed and assumed, and then he was gone. Um, so that, and then they played in the Nick Scott waters, which was very much a, this guy's fine. We'll see. He's a fine starter. Yeah. And get a starting level player for much cheaper. So is that where they go? I don't know. I, it's really interesting to me. And I just wish these guys were signed though. I, I do wish they were signed. Here's the thing, because when I thought, and I'm so sorry, you guys have great questions. There's one more I really do want to get to after this, but I'll make this really quickly. Uh, but with uh, Akeem Davis-Gaither, when I thought Jermaine Pratt was going to be gone, I thought it was going to be Logan Wilson. And I'm like, oh, it's your time, Akeem Davis-Gaither. Mm-hmm. This is your time. Well, you are It's going- kind of a th- three-man competition, right? Like Akeem Davis-Gaither would be the front runner. But right now, I think we'd be having a lot of talk about Akeem Davis-Gaither. Davis- I know. <laughs> Akeem Davis-Gaither. Davis-Gaither. Yeah. Akeem Davis-Gaither versus Joe Batchy versus Marcus Bailey. And I think you'd be looking at like, who's going to take that every down roll? And this would also be the scenario that I think you go like, and Jordan Battle. (laughs) But because they have the two linebackers, I don't think Jordan Battle sees the field as much. I just think you're going to want to keep those linebackers on the field. But yeah. And then you're also probably looking at the draft. Uh, Maybe there's a fourth guy from that. Or maybe, like I said, you just sign one of those guys that are, they're good. And they're $8 million a year. Do you just grab one of those guys, which are, I think for the market undervalued, like that, that's a great market to be playing in right now. I think you do. It's harder to replace DJ reader than I hate saying that. I hate saying this and there's nothing against Logan Wilson. He is awesome. And I really hope they extend him. I'm going to be so pumped if they do Um, and Mm -hmm. find a way to do it all, find a way to do it all. 
Uh, yeah. That's right. The cap is only going to go up. It's going to go up. You're going to get, you know, just keep making that money, that gate money, that Taylor Swift money, everything. <laughs> Make sure you're you're keeping that bank and those bags ready to go for, for your core players. And I think Beyonce's coming, right? They're trying to get Beyonce because the Pittsburgh thing didn't work out. So uh, they're saying, hey, Beyonce, come over to Paycor. Look what we can do. Uh, so we'll see what happens there. But, I mean, it's a crazy conversation. And it's one that we have to actually get serious about because it is going to happen. We will make this really quickly. Uh, quickly. Quick, quick, quick. I can't even talk. Quick. Bench Warmer says, when we saw the beginning of last season, opposing defenses throwing cover two at Burrow effectively before he started to adapt to it. What do you think defenses are going to try to do to slow the offense down? I think you look at the quarters stuff a lot of people have done. I think you want to – I think you definitely want to – when you play against the Bengals, you want to take away explosive plays. And the way the Ravens have done that, the Broncos did two years ago, um, the way – well, a lot of teams took away explosive plays, but you also want to limit them efficiency-wise as well. I think when you can play quarters and you can dominate their offensive line a little bit, like if you have the defensive line to do it, but they might just try it anyway. But you're just going to play like quarters, but you're going to kind of play the safeties back a little bit. I don't think you want to try to jump underneath stuff. I think you just you want to have that presence over the top but still be able to react to the run game so that they're not killing you on the ground. I think instead of cover two, you'll see more quarters stuff. I also think the Bengals are going to be, I hope at least the Bengals are going to be more ready for this stuff. Uh, I do think they had, they left stuff on the field in that game against um, the Ravens, but is what it is. And the offensive line stunk in that game. So that also hurts them. So uh, yeah, schematically quarters, what Jamar Chase called six strong, which I think will is essentially quarter, quarter, half. And that half is always on Jamar Chase. So you have a guy underneath and over the top. Um, and you'll probably get some some cover three type stuff out of it where one of the safes is going to take away the middle of the field. Uh, but I don't think you're going to major in that against the Bengals just because of what they can do on the outside. So you're going to try to take away the outside, take away deep, and make them beat you everywhere else. Uh that's at least what I would be preparing for. Yeah, it's something I agree with you. I think they're going to be ready for it this offseason. And it's still crazy. I think a lot of teams and definitely somebody at the top of the AFC to say, hey, you're getting your whole coaching staff back. I think Dan Pitcher is someone we don't talk enough about. And um, I know even the Bucks were looking at him as an offensive coordinator. You get Troy Walters over in the wide receiver room, Brian Callahan, Joe Burrow, Zach Taylor. I feel like Zach Taylor, there's a great podcast, actually, uh, Mina Kimes did. I, I just retweeted it with one of the PFF guys, and they talked about Zach Taylor. And, and I do, I think he, he's getting better as a play caller. And I know a lot of people are like, well, it's about time. Come on. But no, really, I think it's it's extremely important for him. And there are plenty of games. And I actually, we're going to get to it for next week's podcast a little more in depth because we did the coach profile on Luana Rumo and we want to go to the offensive coordinator side. So there's a lot of guys to talk about when it comes to calling plays. But I agree with you. I think it's going to be um, different going into the season with the offense. And there are there are plenty of games you can look at in 2022 and you'd be like, oh. They left some things off off the field, and um, maybe they'll they'll have more in the bag and, and other guys and other offensive weapons that they'll be able to utilize. So we will see what happens on the offensive side of the ball. And uh, thanks, everybody, for sending your questions. Several questions we actually did not get to. Sorry we were rambling. That's what always happens. We'll get a lot of questions, and then I find a topic, and I'm like, wait a minute. We have to talk more about this. 
contract extensions, DJ Reader, Logan Wilson. And I don't think it's a hot take. Um, I think it's a conversation that's that's going to be happening if it's going into the season or even um, soon as the 2023 season ends. But I hope DJ Reader is a Cincinnati Bengal after this year to be determined. We will talk more extensions, training camp. As we get into next week, it'll be the week before camp starts. Maybe a special guest, so stay tuned to It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati. You can follow along, Bengals underscore Sands. You can follow me at LNDS Patterson. Thank you again for listening to It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati.